we paid a call on Mark Hellinger, author, motion picture producer, and newspaper man. And we said, Mr. Hellinger, what's your favorite story? He told us he liked yarns about New York City. And one of his prime favorites is a radio play by one of the pioneer writer-directors of the broadcasting industry, Irving Reese. The story is one that made history on the Workshop series, where it was first broadcast ten years ago. We are proud to produce it again. Mark Hellinger's favorite story, Meridian 71212. Bullocks in downtown Los Angeles, one of America's great stores, proudly originates this radio program for the nation. Favorite story. This is the program which stars the story. And that means our star this week is the radio classic by Irving Reese, Meridian 71212. Mark Hellinger's favorite story, Act One. I just came back to pick up some things I left. What are you doing here so late? Oh, I'm stuck for about 500 words to fill the comments page. My mind's gone completely blank. Yeah? Anything I can do? You can give me a cigarette. I finished the third pack an hour ago. Sure. Here. Thanks. Maybe this will be the camel that broke the straw's back. Ooh, very bad. You need some sleep. Sleep? I've got to have the copy in the hands of the printers at 9 tomorrow morning. That's tough. Yeah, what time is it, anyway? Probably missed the last train connection. I don't know. I left my watch home. Call up. Call up what? Meridian 71212. What's that? Telephone time service. Oh, excuse me. I forgot you were a commuter. Oh. Uh, Meridian what? 71212. Well, that's something new I've learned today. I've been trying to get an idea since... Hey, I've got it. Got what? My story. 
Oh, brother, this is a natural. What are you talking about? Why didn't I think of this before? Hello, hello, operator. This is the editorial department of the Manhattan Night Magazine. I'd like to ask you about your telephone service. When you hear the huh? signal, the time will be 11. Yes, I know, and, and three, three quarters. quarters. Yeah, listen, girlie, but this is important. It'll only take a minute. Look, I'd like to ask how many people call when in you every hour. Uh... signal, the time will be 11.33. Hello, hello. Uh, she won't listen. Maybe it's a phonograph record. No, I heard a cough. Listen, Jim, help me out, will you? Sure, if you tell me what it's all about. I think there's a swell story there. Hop a cab and run down to the time service office. Must be right around here someplace. Get all the dope you can. You know what I want. Sure. Oh, you're a lifesaver. Forget it. I'll be calling you. Good luck. Let's see. Meridian. Seven, one, two, one, two. When you hear the signal, the time will be 11.33 and one half. When you hear the signal, the time will be 11.33 and three quarters. When you hear the signal, the time will be 11.34. Okay, Doug, I'll relieve you now. Thanks, Peggy. I'll be right back. When you hear the signal, the time will be... Oh, what's the matter, kid? Oh, just a headache, Helena. I'll be all right. Sure it's just a headache? Of course. Why? Oh, look here, kid. I can tell when something's wrong. Now, you lie down here. What? All right. Now, out with it. I know something's wrong, and honest, it helps just to talk about it sometimes. I can't. Oh, all right, dear. Forget it. Where do you come from, Doc? I mean, your hometown. Oswego. Oh, that's in New York State, isn't it? Yes. Why don't you call up home? But to a long-distance call. Maybe that'll help the spirits. Oh, no. Employees get a big discount. I'm not homesick, Helen. Oswego. It's an Indian name, isn't it? Yes, I, I think so. Queer sound to it. I mean, it sounds familiar. I heard it recently. Oh, yes, I know. It was in the paper this morning. That kid Lambert that's <laughs> going to be electrocuted at Sing Sing tonight. <laughs> oh, gee, kid, I put my foot in. I'm sorry. Oh, please don't cry. Do you know him? He's my brother. Your brother? Oh, Tommy, Tommy. They're going to kill him at 12 o'clock tonight, and I can't do anything. I can't do anything except sit here and call off the time every 15 seconds. The last in Tommy's life, and he didn't do what he couldn't help. He wrote me that he was in the bank when it happened, and somebody swore he handed a gun to the man that did the killing, but he had nothing to do with it. Listen, kid, I'm going to see the supervisor. We'll both get the night off. You come home with me. Oh, no, Helen, I, I'd die if anyone else knew. I, I'm so ashamed. I'm even sorry I told you. But we don't have to tell him why we're going. I'll just say you're sick, and I'm taking you home. Oh, no, no, please. I, I'm better off working. I'd go mad just sitting around and thinking about it. I'd go mad. <laughs> Please, let's go back now. Mr. Bradley? Yeah? 
I'm sorry to disturb you at this hour. My name is Fawcett, Manhattanite Magazine. Well, glad to know you, Mr. Fawcett. I'm a Manhattanite fan myself. It's, it's a swell magazine. Well, thanks. That'll make things easier. What can I do for you? We thought there's an interesting article on your telephone time service. Oh, good. We won't mind the publicity. Just what did you want to know about it? Well, you know the comments page in our magazine, interesting facts about all sorts of things. We'd like to do one like that on the time. How many calls you get, how many times an hour, how do you pick the girls. You know what I mean. Oh, yes, of course. Now, suppose we go right into the operating room. You can actually watch the girl on duty work, and I'll explain it all as we go along. Oh, fine. You know, lots of people think you use phonograph records. Oh, oh, no. Uh, this way, Mr. Fawcett. Do the girls just sit there and wait for the calls to come in? Uh, they have no way of knowing whether anyone is on the line or not. Uh, they call time every 15 seconds regardless. You hear them, but they can't hear you. <laughs> yes, I know. We tried to question the girl, but she paid no attention. Here we are. You see the girl in the glass-enclosed office? She's the time service operator. It's all soundproof, so no noise gets through. Say, how about that girl who just went in? Is she going to relieve the girl at the board? Oh, yes, I, I guess so, but they usually change on the hour. I want... Uh, Miss Tanner! Yes, Mr. Bradley? How is it you're getting relief now? Oh, it's Miss Day's trick. She wasn't feeling well. Hmm? I relieved her a few minutes ago. Now she's back to finish up. I see. Thank you. May we go right into the office? I'd like to listen for a while. Oh, certainly, but uh, we'll have to talk below. If you want to talk to me in there, it might be picked up in the microphone. Oh, of course. Signal, the time will be 11.40 and 1.40. Sit down, Mr. Foster. Thanks. When you hear the signal, the time will be 11.40 and one half. Mr. Bradley, is it possible for us to trace a few calls? I'd like to find out just why people use the service. When Sorry. you hear the signal, Sorry, the time will calls be... Calls come in on the dial system and, and you can't trace dials. Oh, that's too bad. It'd be interesting to know. Yeah, time plays an when important part signal, in the lives the of people in a big city. We get several hundred calls an hour... Maybe people trying to make a train connection, or somebody who's too lazy to get out of bed and look, and somebody with a watch that stopped. If you don't mind, I'd, I'd like to just listen. When you hear the signal, the time will be 11.41 and one half. When you hear the signal, the time will be 11.41 and three quarters... When you hear the signal, the time will be 11.42. 11.42. Hotel operator. Will you get me Bell Harbor 44642 now, please? Yes, sir. I'm getting Bell Harbor 44642. Thank you. Hello. Great. Oh, John, where have you been? We've been worried to death. I'm in town, darling. John, why didn't you call and say you'd be late? Where are you? I'm at a hotel, dear. But what are you doing at a hotel? I've got something very important to tell you, Grace. Oh, please save it and come right home. Grace can't wait. But it's so late, dear, and we've been worried all day. I've been pretty busy. I know, but... Grace, please... my insurance policy expires at midnight. John, you'll get another when things pick up. There isn't a chance, dear. I'm all washed up. Darling, I won't have you talk that way. Please come right home. You can still get dinner. I've got a swell roast and I've kept it warm. You'll feel better after you've eaten. We'll find some way out. We still have 
only us, I wouldn't care, dear. It's the kids I'm thinking of. It's not fair to them. Priscilla got a medal at school today, John. She stayed up just to show it to you. Please, please come right home. My policy is $50,000, Grace. It expires in about 18 minutes. John, what are you thinking of? I won't listen. I won't listen. I'm going to leave you, darling. Please take care of Priscilla and Jim. John, John, John! Operator, get me Meridian 71212. And stay on the line. Yes, sir. Meridian 71212. When you hear the signal, the time will be 11.44 and one quarter. Did you hear that, operator? Yes, sir. She said it was 11.44 and one quarter. That's right, operator. Remember that. I beg your pardon, sir. I said remember that. Stay on the line. moment, Act Two of Mark Hellinger's favorite story, Meridian 71212. Beyond being of unusual interest itself, Meridian 71212 has an interesting technique. It is a product of the radio workshop, constantly on the lookout for new ideas in radio entertainment. It is an example of the modern trend in radio writing, clean, clear, simplified presentation, a trend which carries through all modern thinking and which is especially evident in the design of home furnishings. Bullock's Downtown has made a special effort in accumulating for you modern home furnishings that are examples of the finest in this new design. Bullock's Modern Shop displays a coordinated selection of these new styles for every room of your home. Furnishings that are bright, gay, eager to please, and pleasant to live with, that make something special of your rooms, give them life and color, personalities of their own. Modern furnishings are especially desirable for Southern California homes. They're designed with an expert eye to making them adaptable and functional. They can be regally formal or casually carefree, reserved or gay, making them advantageous to either the large or the small home and giving them that rare quality of easy rearrangement with sectional sofas that can be broken into units and grouped in many interesting combinations, pull-up chairs usable in dining area, living room, playroom, or bedroom, Cabinets, simple in line, yet great in storage space, many doing double duty as end tables or lamp tables. In the modern shop, Bullock's expert decorators are available to help you with the proper selection of color, design, material, and style to create the best setting for your home. Consult them when you visit the modern shop, where you will find only the finest in modern home furnishings. Just another of the many reasons by Bullock's downtown is Home Furnishers to Southern California. Act Two of Mark Hellinger's favorite story, Meridian 71212, by Irving Reese, with Janet Waldo as the time operator.
Tell me, Mr. Bradley, there wouldn't be any reason for anyone outside of New York City to call Meridian for the time, would there? Oh, oh, no. You see, each city has its own local time service because of the difference in time. In Chicago, people call Cathedral 8000, and in Los Angeles, Ulrich 8900. It would be very silly for someone in Chicago or any place outside of New York to call here for the time, don't you think? Gentlemen, everyone in London is in bed at this hour. It's quite late. Listen, it's never too late for another drink. (laughs) (laughs) Gentlemen, gentlemen, don't you think you had better go to your rooms? It's it's nearly 5 a.m. Don't you think you'd better go to your rooms? (laughs) I should say not. We should say not. We want another drink. Right. And we ain't going to go to our rooms till we get it. a boy, a boy. You tell him, old pal, old pal. Send us a drink. Sorry, gentlemen. You're in London, you know. Yeah. It's against the law to serve intoxicating spirits at this hour. But we don't want intoxicating spirits. We want scotch. That's a good one. We don't want intoxicating spirits. We want scotch. <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen, you'll awaken all of the guests. Please, gentlemen, please. I'll bet you'll wake up all the guests if you don't get us a drink. You said it, little pal. A drink to the king. Oh, no, no, no. We've been drinking to the king all day. Right. Hey, let, let's drink to the queen That's now. right, right, little pal. That's right. This one is to the queen. To the queen. Hiya, Queenie. <laughs> but, gentlemen, I'm only the desk clerk. I have nothing to do with liquor. Well, call up the Queen and tell her Joe and his little pal stuff from little old New York while I drink. That's right. Give me the phone. I'll get bucking them pals. Oh, no. Oh, no, please. Uh, the, the Queen's asleep now, gentlemen. Well, then get us a drink. Yeah, get us a drink. But, gentlemen, it's 5 a.m. There are rules Listen, Festival. It ain't five o'clock in Little Old New York, is it? Why, no, sir. Well, we're from Little Old New York, and we abide by their rules. Not these, you see. Nah. Fine way to treat a guest. Hey, you tell them, pal. We go by New York rules, not these. Why, it's only 11 o'clock in New York, in Little Old New York. Oh, no, 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 no. That's where you're wrong, pal. That's where you're wrong. It's 12 o'clock in New York. Oh, yeah, yeah. How's it about daylight savings time, huh? How's, how's it about that? That ain't got nothing to do with it. Nothing at all! Please, gentlemen, please don't shout. Well, how's it about it, Percival? <laughs> uh, what time is it there on you? Well, I, I believe there is a difference of five hours. Right. That would make it uh, 12 o'clock in New York. Oh, yeah? That's what oh. you think. How's it about daylight savings time, huh? Daylight there ain't any more daylight seven times. Oh, no, no, well, five bucks says there is. It's a better, it's a better than five bucks, sucker. Yeah, how are you gonna prove it? It's a sense. Give me that phone, Percival. Uh, yes, sir. I'll get you that time. I'd rather get it right now. Hello, hello, hello. Are you there? Uh, I ain't never had no complaints, dearie. I beg your pardon. Oh, that's all right. You didn't do nothing. 
I I come on, Marilla and Sarah wants to want to. Sorry, sir, but there is no such exchange. That's what you think. I asked that res you just got me New York. Just a moment, sir, I'll get you foreign service. Foreign service. How do you like that? I think we're gonna make a big production of the foreign service. Hello, New York. Hello, New York. Hello, London. Number please. Meridian seven one two one two. London, that's New York time service. It's not a mistake at all, Terry. Just get it. Don't ask any silly questions. Very well, sir. When you hear the signal, the time will be 11.50 and one half. Macadary. What must it say? She says the time's 11.50 or something. Oh. Whee! <laughs> I told him, didn't I, Percival? Yeah. Mr. Wise Guy here. Didn't, didn't I, Percival? I told him. Yes, I, sir. You, <laughs> you told him, sir. Now fork over the five bucks, Mr. Smiley. Come on, get her up. Okay, get her up. it's okay. Hey, uh, uh, Begging your pardon, sirs, but uh, the transatlantic call will be six pounds. Ah, uh, well, how much is six pounds? That's $24 in American money. Oh, well, that's all right. That's okay. Mr. Wise Guy here, he'll pay. Oh, no, 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 no. Call him New York with your idea, not mine. No. Oh, so you're going to get technical. Reneging, huh? Oh, no. So you're going to watch. Oh, gentlemen, uh, gentlemen. Uh, what are you going to do about this it? This is huh? what I'm going to do about it. Gentlemen, gentlemen, stop, please. Please, please. time left. Why don't you tell the truth? We'll protect you. Use every penny we have to see you taken care of. Listen, Mr. Lawyer, for the 50th time, I told everything I know on the witness stand. You better get these ropes off my wrist and let me out of here. Johnson, you're a filthy liar and you know it. Man, don't you realize that you're sending an innocent kid to the electric chair? Ah, bust right out crying in a minute. No, Johnson, I've got the governor standing by. You'll only tell us the truth. We can call him in Albany and get a stay of execution. Stick in your neck out, ain't you? Oh, I don't care what happens to me. But I'm not letting that kid burn. Sit here and think it over. If you change your mind, call me. I'll be right behind that door. Remember this. If Tommy Lambert dies, you're not going to leave this room alive. <laughs> you can't scare me. All right. Just think it over. Nuts. How'd you make out, Ed? I can't get a thing out of him. He's as tight-lipped as when I started five hours ago. What are you going to do? I told him I'd wait until he called me. I told him if he didn't and Tommy Lampard died, he'd never leave that room. But, Ed, you know that rat Well, what talk. can I do? I... What time is it? Quarter of twelve. Don't you realize that kid's going to die in 15 minutes? Realize? God, I haven't slept a minute since he was convicted. I know the kid's innocent. I used to think those things only happened in stories, and I lost it for a night. I couldn't help him. There's no time for that. 
I'll go in and have a talk with Mr. Johnson. Uh, no, Neil, no. No, I won't let you. I've been a lawyer for 20 years now, and when this gets out, I'm, I'm washed up. But, but I'll take Johnson with me. You're just starting out. I, I won't let you get mixed up in it. I just want three minutes with him. Neil! All right, Johnson. The May party's over. I'll give you just one minute to talk. Ah. <laughs> the assistant, Master Mark. I didn't know you was here. Don't make me laugh. Johnson, you swore on that witness stand that you saw Tommy Lambert hand a gun to Roy Peters in the Oswego National Bank. So what? Uh, was that true, Johnson? Yeah, Mr. Loy. On my way to honor, is a good boy. Hey! Cut that! How does that feel, Johnson? I'll take care of you, lady. Don't! Don't! You're killing me! Would you like to talk, rat? Neil! Neil, what are you doing? I'm giving Mr. Johnson a little taste of what he needs. Stop! Stop! Let me breathe. This won't bother him any more than that shock of 2,000 volts through the Lambert kid's body. You better stop him or he'll burn to... Spill it, skunk! Stop him! I'll tell you! I'll talk! I lied. I got paid to say I'd seen the gun. I needed the money. All right, rat. Oh, be quiet for a minute. My God, we got it. Neil, call the governor. We'll have to move fast. What time is it? Quarter twelve. But you said it was quarter of twelve the last time I asked. Good God. My watch stopped. I'll get it. Me. Seven, two, one, two. When you hear the signal, the time will be 11.59. Oh, God. What's the matter? An innocent boy is going to die in one minute. Time will be 11.59 and one quarter. When you hear the signal, the time will be 11.59 and one half. When you hear the signal, the time will be 11.59 and three quarters. When, when you hear the signal, the time will be 12 o'clock. Tommy! Tommy! been listening to Meridian 71212 by Irving Reese, the favorite story choice of Mark Hellinger. Mr. Hellinger is the producer of the motion picture thriller, The Killers. Favorite story is brought to you by Bullocks in downtown Los Angeles, one of America's great stores. Heard in the cast were Janet Waldo, David Ellis, Edmund McDonald, Ed Max, Ruth Parrott, Byron Kane, 
Paul McVeigh, Irene Tedrow, Bernice Barrett, Tom Holland, and your announcer, George Barkley. Sound designs were by Jack Hayes. Studio A mixer was Ernest Wilmshurst. Studio B mixer was James Wright. Original music was composed by Bob Mitchell, who conducted Claude Sweeten's orchestra. This was a Lawrence and Lee production. Bullocks proudly originates it for the nation. Here is True Boardman to tell you about next week's favorite story. Next week, one of the strangest, most weird, and most fantastic stories ever written. Jonathan Swift's great satire, Gulliver's Travels, which is as uniquely significant in this year of the atom bomb as it was the year it was written. It's the favorite story choice of one of America's top-flight authors and newspaper men, Mr. Ralph Ingersoll. Until then... Until next Tuesday at 9 and Gulliver's Travels, good night to you from Bullocks. Bullocks.